Welcome back to another episode of Inside Inside Sales. Brought to you by our sponsor, Vanilla Soft, with your host, Daryl Prale. Join us as we interview industry experts in the dramatically growing field of inside sales and sales development. Tune in as Daryl brings you actionable strategies and tactics that can immediately increase your sales and success. So you ready? Hey, Daryl. How you doing, folks? It's another week. I'm very excited. I have been traveling like a madman. I just got back from Toronto. I record these in advance because my schedule's nuts. So I don't know when you're hearing this. So if it's if you're hearing this episode and you go, wasn't were you in Toronto like two months ago? Uh, yeah, it's real possible. I'm sorry about that. But let's talk about Toronto, right? I had a blast there. I was there with um, John Barrows and his crew. If you don't know who John Barrows is or the Jay Barrows organization, uh, you've been living under a rock. I love you, but it's time to get some sunshine on your on your face. All right, go check out John Barrows. Just do a Google. He's freaking everywhere, and he's great. John's from Boston. He's a huge fan of everything Boston when it comes to sports. In fact, he was bitter because, of course, the Raptors, I think they just had a 15-game win streak at the time of this recording, and he wants his Celtics to kick their behinds. So he made a point of intentionally telling us how he was going to avoid that topic. Go figure that one out. He kind of brought it up, saying he wouldn't bring it up. Let's see what he did there. Then he talked, whenever possible, like every Boston fan in the world does, about Tom Brady, which we all get like, oh my gosh, Tom, another Tom story. But he used Tom as part of a, a theme, a, a trope, if you will, that was happening through what he was doing, which was a workshop. The workshop was called Filling Your Funnel. And it was really around cold calling and knowing who it is you're calling, who's your ideal customer profile, what are their personas, how you connect with them. And it was actually really, really good. I'd never seen john do a workshop before john's been on the podcast he's been on the webinars we've hung out i've got his daughter's book signed by charlotte his daughter not by him all right we we travel in the same circles a lot of respect in fact it was funny because we were the sponsor of the workshop if i haven't shared that with you we work closely with jay browse and the crew we were talking and he makes a comment to me at the beginning which i think is a compliment you tell me he says to me you know Darryl, we only work with people who are cool i love that with people who are cool <laughs> So he didn't tell me I was cool, but I'm going to infer that I was cool because he apparently only works with people who are cool. But in that whole Northeastern way, he was very direct, very towards me and in your face. And I loved it. And all through his workshop, all he did was tell stories, stories about Tom Brady, stories about him. He opens it up. I loved this. He opens it up with stories about his career, how he began, how he got to where he is today. And it's not a 30-second conversation on all the steps along the way in the different companies and the successes and the failures. And it was great because it gave context. It gave context to who it was that we were about to be educated by. Who was this man? Why should I listen to him? Where does he speak from when he says, do this, but don't do that, and this is why? 
Is that based on theory? Is that based on somebody else's concept? Is that based on his actual real life experience? If so, I want to know more about that. He really goes into the whole storytelling aspect of his background and what he's seen. And he's funny, as you can imagine, again, in that Boston direct in your face way, where he's always giving his opinions at the same time. That's BS or F that or what have you. What you saw was the real deal and you couldn't help but not love him and just say, I, I want to learn from this man. Now, I'm not saying he's right and I'm not saying he's smart and I'm not saying what he taught me was accurate and helpful, but I am saying I wanted to learn from this guy. I wanted to hear from him. He had my attention. You see, what he was doing was he was storytelling. Now, ironically, completely coincidentally, yesterday I'm driving back and I had got a call a couple of days ago from James Obermeyer with Funnel Media. And uh, James, Funnel Media is interesting. It's, they have a podcast network that is entirely about selling, selling, marketing, this tech stack. It's about revenue. And the inside, inside sales show is part of the Funnel Media group. We're on their network. We go live every Thursday. You'll hear us as well as being distributed through them. So they get the good joy of editing every single podcast you hear here. They make me sound good. They have to play a lot with the editing software to do that. And he says to me, Daryl, can you, can, you, can you join us? We're doing a live call-in to show our other podcast hosts that you can have live guests. And the conversation's around storytelling. And we listen to you. And every podcast, you start off with five-odd minutes talking about your week and what you've done and where you've been and and you know what insights you've gleaned and what foibles you've had and what mistakes you've made and you're really transparent and vulnerable can we get you on as one of our guests for five minutes to talk about dial in live and talk about storytelling and i said i would love it so we did that and it was fantastic and it was really neat actually being truly live it felt like i was 12 years old again dialing into the local radio station trying to win a contest so we did that and the whole thing was about how it really helps you connect with the audience so what i'm really getting at here guys is that storytelling is powerful stuff i use it all the time now i don't use it to, to manipulate as i told them on the on the podcast the live air recording i do it to connect i love talking to you guys every week i love the feedback i get i've shared this it's not surprising and so for me this is a chance to be just me not daryl the contrived persona you might see in social media it's just me being vulnerable being real mocking myself sharing my pains my challenges with you my life and if it works well you like me and you want to hear more and you'll connect with me and if you don't you leave well that's a filter too because then i know the audience i have are truly my audience so either way, it's a win-win for me, right? And then I, I got to thinking, why don't you guys use storytelling more in your sales? I see too many of you just calling and dialing and pitching. And I get it. It's what you know. It's what you don't know. You haven't been trained otherwise. But it works so well for me. And I watched John Barrows just use it like an incredible piece of clay that he shaped into a piece of art that could be put on display at the Louvre and sold for millions of dollars, all because he was storytelling. He had that room packed because he was storytelling. He closed every single one of those deals to get him in that room because he was storytelling. So what do we, what do, we do here? Well, it's real simple. We go to Ed Bilat. 
Have you met Ed Bila? I can't even say that, guys. All right. When you're doing storytelling, don't stumble over your guest's name. Rule, rule number one for that. Ed Bila, he's the president of StorytellingSales.com. Check it out, StorytellingSales.com. He's on LinkedIn. He's a wonderful individual. He helps sales teams across North America to win at storytelling. He's got his own podcast, Storytelling. You can find it all at StorytellingSales.com. His podcast is called Storytelling for Sales. I mean, my gosh, it's storytelling for sales. He's the right guy, don't you think? Ed, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to be here. I talked longer than normal than I normally do with that. So that means I've taken away from our time together now. So you're going to have to tell your story faster on that. So well, absolutely. I'm I apologize about yeah. that. Talk to me. How did you get into the whole storytelling thing? Let's just set the stage. Do a John Barrows. Tell me how you got started in this mm -hmm. whole storytelling thing. Well, absolutely. It happened by accident. Yep. Uh, right. And it happened actually here in cold Ottawa, Canada, about 18 years ago. My poor old Honda died on the way to work, <laughs> and I managed to push it off the street to a Tim Hortons parking lot. And while I'm sitting there waiting for my mechanic friend to come over, I'm making cold calls. And they're truly cold calls because it's Ottawa, Canada. It's cold. It's minus 19, yes. and it's December 19th, right? And I'm extremely stressed. I'm looking through the frozen window of my car. I see people enjoying coffee. I see cars full of gift boxes, but I can't enjoy any of that because I have a quarter. And I'm on my third month of probation work for a large telecommunication company. It's my first job in Canada, and it actually took me nine months to get that job. I have absolutely nothing on the board, zero. I mean, whom are you going to close in Ottawa, Canada on December 19th? Before Christmas, yeah. Yes, and so I keep calling, calling. My only hope is uh, Lord Elgin Hotel yep. and the general manager, David Smythe, whom I never met. And now I'm supposed to close him in three, in three days, right? So I try and try, and on the fifth attempt, he finally picks up, and it's becoming a very ugly conversation very oh. quick because he says okay i don't know where you got my cell number and i don't care because you dialed me five times this morning and while i appreciate your assistance it's annoying and unprofessional third there's no way in hell we're changing our wireless providers because three months ago we signed a contract with bell we're happy with what we have now and then i don't think much about your company anyway because your phones don't work by my cottage in valdemore ed are you still there it's like she just gave me four solid objections and just of being polite, I'm saying, yes, Mr. Smythe, I'm still here. And then he said something really interesting. Ed, in addition to calling me five times this morning, you actually sent me maybe mm, 12 emails. And then in your signature, I see that you have a degree from the University of South Alabama. <laughs> and then I talked to you, you definitely don't sound like a guy from Mobile, Alabama. Like, what's your story? Can you even say y'all? <laughs> and I say, yes, sir. Y'all come on back now, you hear? <laughs> and he says, listen, Ed, it's Christmas. Why don't you come to my hotel tomorrow for 20 minutes coffee? Like, I want to hear your Alabama story in person. And I did. And that 20 minutes conversation became a two-hour discovery meeting where I quickly realized that my original proposal was nothing to him, right? He showed me exactly his drivers, like what he was struggling with. And eventually he gave me his business right before Christmas. And he didn't even stop there. He introduced me to the Ottawa Hotel Association. And then one by one, I started closing big brands, you know, Holiday Inn, Sheraton, Novotel, Brookstring, 
Crown Plaza, they all became my clients. I won company's president's club. They put me and my wife on a private jet and flew us to Monte Carlo, which is huge for an immigrant, as you probably wow. see. Right? And then I realized that he didn't care about my objection handling techniques. He wanted to know my story. And that was a major switch for me. The main thing, David Smythe is still my friend. 18 years later, we still go for coffee, and he always laughs about that call I made. What I find interesting about that, many people are looking at storytelling as a tactic to use to engage, which mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. But I think if I listen to your story, what you just shared, and I listened and read what I just shared about how I approach you know, my opening few minutes on the podcast every week. I'm not trying to entertain. I'm trying to be real. I'm trying to be, this is my story. And I'm sharing my story with you. Maybe Absolutely. you can connect and relate. And it really is foundational to establishing a relationship, which is building upon trust and rapport to the point that you want to work together if possible, because you like each other. Because at the end of the day, if you don't like the person you're doing business with, you're not going to do business with them. I mean, is that a fair point? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. So the biggest threat in the sales environment in general, what I see is that attention span. Because yeah. we, we got so busy that people don't pay attention to anything. Like, so I think they did that study then in the year 2000, attention span of the regular person in North America was around 12 seconds. That's before mobile revolution, before iPads. Yep. 2016, we're down to eight seconds. As a comparison, attention span of the goldfish is around nine seconds. Actually, Microsoft did that study, and I don't know how they measured the attention span of the goldfish, but they did. That's probably a good story to tell about that. Right. About how they, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. But what that means, if you go to Walmart, you know that they have all that seasonal stuff in the back, yeah. and you practice your sales speech in front of the fish tank, a fish in the tank will pay more attention to you than shoppers. <laughs> And I actually did it. And nobody cared. Nobody cared. Except for did the, the fish. fish. Did yeah. the fish buy? Except the question, for the though. fish. Yeah, I understand. They have no budget, so they're awful. I mean, it was funny because, let me tell a story about your story, about what you're trying to say here. Yeah. So when I was doing this live call-in on the radio, mm -hmm. if you will, yesterday in the drive home, because I knew I was going to do this live call-in, we were driving back from Toronto to Ottawa because at the time we scheduled a train, the train got canceled, so we just drove. My wife was with me. She had clients in Toronto, and so she drove. She picks me up and I hop in. We're like five minutes before I have to go on air. It's before, cutting it close. Before, the podcast, before yeah. we go exactly right. Yeah. So I tell her, I'm like, Shh, don't be eating potato chips or any, whatever, right? No <laughs> noises, please, honey. Turn off the radio yeah, and don't laugh at whatever I say, please. Not, not that I had to worry about that because that never happens. We did that and then I, I disconnected. My story was done and I, I, was, I hung up. And she was talking about what she heard me say. And she was funny because my wife, for those who don't know, is an interior designer. So she's the furthest thing from a tech B2B buyer. Her point is, she goes, you know, I don't listen to a lot of your podcasts, Daryl. Usually it's, she'll hear them when I'm playing them on occasion because I want to hear it played back. I don't listen to myself often because I already enjoyed it the first time. Mm -hmm. And she goes, but what I like about your podcast is she goes, like, I listen to your stories and I giggle and I learn stuff and I want to learn more. And she makes a point. She goes, you get me from the very beginning. You hook me in from the start. She was normally I, these kind of things like, yeah, blah, 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 get yeah. past the whole commercial, but you hook me in. And I'm like, oh, honey, you're sweet. The fact that she made that point was really, really interesting. Is that why we do storytelling? Why should sales reps do storytelling? Number one reason this is a true way to show who you are. 
so like to show the authenticity who you are and what do you represent because everybody knows we have those sales scripts right so we memorize them and we practice them many times but that doesn't work anymore because of the attention span is so short so people will immediately find out it's like are you speaking from your center from your heart or this is just a memorized script you told 300 times before you talk to me so there's nothing authentic about the script stories truly connect people right because this is where the magic happens and then of course like you just mentioned the marketing is using hook engage and yeah. call to action yeah like right all the time so there is a way to make the story authentic while using some formula and that's what what i've seen i just i'm just back from orlando right so like we have a room with about 40 people each of them has between 20 to 30 years of experience and i ask like think about it like right in this room, we have 1,000 years of experience, 1,000 years of true stories, right? You know how powerful that is? So you don't need Google and you certainly don't need me to facilitate this. All you got to do is just to share these stories. And if you have somebody new joining your team, no problem. You can still go to that story library of yours of 1,000 years and borrow a book. But not just any book. It's a book which already been tried, rehearsed, right? And prepared for this particular sales situation. And this is where the true power of stories come together. Like we just need to start sharing them. You made reference mm -hmm. to that there's actually a structure, a formula of sorts on the podcasting. I want to drill down on that because I want our audience to learn that formula, if you don't mind sharing it. Yeah. Uh, but don't tell me yet because okay. we're going to go to commercial. But when All we right. come back, you're going to hear the formula. So... Stay tuned. We'll be right back. CRM was designed for managing relationships. Sales engagement is designed for starting them. Current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50% of the time, make less than two attempts to contact them, and are only about 35% productive. CRM is the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. VanillaSoft is a sales engagement platform. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing-qualified leads into sales-qualified leads. According to user reviews, VanillaSoft will increase your pipeline and productivity by three times or more. Blow your quota out of the water. How? By ensuring each new sales lead is engaged within seconds, persistently, and with the cadence that is optimal for your prospects. Don't let your sales leads fall into a black hole. Take your lead engagement and sales qualification out of your CRM. Try VanillaSoft for free at VanillaSoft.com. Okay, talk to me about the formula. What is the secret formula to storytelling? Because what I hear people say to me all the time is, yeah, but Darryl, you're just a natural story. I'm not that way. And to which I say, Peshaw, that's not true at all. We're all storytellers. We all tell stories, even if we don't realize we're telling stories. I love the idea of a framework. So talk to me about your framework. The thing with storytelling, I don't like long formulas. Yep. All right. So like I want something actionable, something which you can use right away. The one I like and worked for me in the sales teams I trained in my own sales team is something called STAR. S-T-A-R. S stands for situation. T stands for trouble. A stands for action and R stands for results. Take my Lord Elgin story, for example. Situation. What is the situation? I'm in a frozen car in a Tim Hortons parking lot. T, what's the trouble? The trouble is, of course, that I'm on the quarter. This is my first job in Canada. I'm extremely stressed. I'm about to get fired. Actions. Actions. I keep calling. I made that 
you know, cold call to David Smythe, uh, who is the general manager of L'Oreal Hotel. And the result, he invited me to a 20 minutes coffee. So this is your story. A-S-T-A-R, situation, trouble, action, and results. The only change I would make probably is to quantify it at the very end, like what happened as a result of your actions. Quick formula, STAR. I love STAR. I, I'm just curious. So when you teach that formula to people who perhaps don't fancy themselves a storyteller or they stumble with it, what's their reaction like? Do they just kind of go, oh, it sounds too simple? And then when they apply it and they start applying it, I guess, did they find it easy, intuitive? Like, like talk to me about the experience. Yeah, the experience, the first reaction is, of course, like this is textbook, right? Yeah. So like, uh, Ed, how complicated is that? Like I can memorize four letters, no problem, yeah. right? Yep. Yep. And then we start going through the exercises. Well, situation, like how do you make it more relevant? So, well, because the more details you can put in the situation, the more believable that story You're is. You're painting a picture. Right, you're painting the picture. I'm sitting in my car. Yeah. It's Canada. Yeah. I'm an immigrant. First job took me nine months. It's minus 19 degrees Celsius outside. I'm cold as hell. It's December 19th. Christmas is around the corner. Who's conducting business? You're painting a picture. Right. Because this is how the prospects, the future customers, this is how they decide. Is this is BS? Yeah. Or is this is a true story? Is this is something that actually happened to you? Yeah. And this is where the trust and empathy start building, yeah. right? And then, of course, when we go through the story several times, like they start getting it and more and more and more. And then all of a sudden we say, well, I know my stories, but the person who works with me, like they don't know my stories and I, and I don't know their stories. Yep. Like how do we start sharing it? Right, so how can we help each other with the storytelling and there's a library. Yeah, I wanna stick on that point just for a second. One of the things that I hear my sales reps say to me is, Daryl, can you write down your stories? Yes, they're my stories. I couldn't tell your story about being near Tim, Tim Hortons with a broken down car at minus 19 degrees Celsius. <laughs> that one is 100% mine. But what they're getting at is often I'll tell a story. I'll do something like this. Uh, oh, you know, Vanilla Soft, we sell sales engagement. Now, I don't know if you know this. I was talking to some analysts the other day, and this is what they shared with me. They shared that for years, this is the situation, that you know, the number one inquiry they got was always on CRM, and the number two inquiry they got was on marketing automation. Now, whether it be Gartner or Forrester or whomever, they all say the same thing. Where they got in a bit of a challenge is that there is a new number two inquiry that they weren't quite ready for that pushed marketing automation down. That was sales engagement. Engagement. Right. Sales so engagement. all of a sudden, what they had to do was they had to rejig their whole research and analysis and publishing model to adapt to the changing dynamic. And for them, of course, it's just been a huge new opportunity. So I just gave you situation, the trouble they were in, the action they did, and the results they got. Star. But what that tells me is that VanillaSoft is at the right product at the right time in the right tech stack. Mm -hmm. Do you have plans to put this in your tech stack today, sir? That's a story. Yeah. that I could put down and give to my sales reps. Yeah. And all, the only thing they're going to change is they're going to say, I was talking to my CMO who shared with me, he was talking to Gartner and Forrester. So those kind of stories you can chronicle and get out of the key people in your company to help you be credible. Yeah, absolutely. Do you want another story? I would love another story. All right. So let me tell you about my first sales job. Okay. Right. So it happened many years ago, but not so my first day of job, like sales job, I come my best suit come to work, says, okay, I'm ready, ready, hit the road, start the numbers. They take me to a cubicle 
And in that cubicle, there is a desk phone, yep. right? And there's that that little yellow brick called Yellow Pages. Yeah, I know. Well, right? and they said, start dialing. And said, okay, start dialing and take your notes. You know, highlight the people you called, right? Because on Friday, we will ship you a new desktop. And then you will transfer everything you highlighted in your book to Excel file. Yep. And then within a year, we should get our first CRM system. And they didn't even call it CRM. It was called database. Yes. So that was my first day at the sales job. So then now then I see new people coming on board, you know, going into sales. So like I have mixed emotions. First of all, I envy them because they have all those wonderful tools such yeah, as vanilla never, soft yeah, exactly right the other area where i don't envy them is because of that attention span that it's so much more difficult to get people's attention these days from what it used to be so like we have wonderful technology and then we have a goldfish versus human with yeah. eight seconds of attention so like what do you do and to me stories are the answer right so and the tool like vanilla soft is probably the perfect place to have that library right You're right and we can embed yeah. it like, for ourselves and yeah. we, we have scripts and all the whole nine yards that are part of the product that can prompt you with the stories right and even supporting pieces of collateral to back that up mm. one of the things we haven't hit on and i, and I do want to hit this on because we're running tight on time is the use of storytelling to handle objection i use my podcast to start off and warm it up but it's a great way to respond to an objection is that a fair point yeah that's right because otherwise what are you gonna say what do you mean you don't like my price right. like like you love it you know just sign up right there is a way to incorporate your storytelling in the objection handling technique so and basically all you do you just take the story your authentic story and then you put a little buffer in front of you which is I understand how you feel. Nice little bridge. Nice little bridge. Yep, you're recognizing right? them. Yeah, I understand how you feel. Yep. Thank you for sharing this. If I would be in your shoes, I would probably do the same thing. Absolutely, there is a budget constraint. A lot of our customers felt exactly the same way. For example, two months ago, I was working with a company they're in the Middle East. So like the CEO, he's about you know 45 years old. And yep. then you go straight to the story yep. and you go to your star. That, that was the situation. Yep. What was the trouble? You know, they're struggling you know, with their sales rep. The turnover is extremely high. What was the action? This is what we did. This is the end result. Mr. Prospect, I would be happy to provide that reference call for you if you like. And that's exactly what I would have done too. I, in mine would have been a variation. It would have been something along the lines of, I totally get what you're saying. In fact... Yeah. There's my bridge. In fact, in fact, okay. I was talking to John Doe the other day of ABC Company. He's a client of ours now, but he wasn't always. Mm -hmm. And he said it. to I me, yeah. the biggest obstacle was, I like your what your pitch. I, I feel the pain, but the mm -hmm. price doesn't work. So what we did was this. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Does that sound like something that makes sense to you? Or would you like to talk to John Doe? Absolutely. But why don't we, if it's okay with you, I can start that process now. We can overcome that objection. Assuming we can overcome that objection, is there anything else that you're bothered by? Yeah, absolutely. But it's all storytelling. It makes it real. Yeah, right. I'm the only one. Your feelings are valid. I get it. I'm not, I'm not judging you. And, uh, and, and I want you to trust me. Yeah. It's all storytelling. Yeah. This is where you're merging the energy, right? Yes. So like I talk a lot about the martial arts yes. and sales. Like this is something what we call Aikido, which is my martial arts. Like, and it's, and it's based on using the energy of your opponent completely, right? So and you just did that. So instead of going, right? So yeah. it says, okay, come with me. Right? Yeah. So I'm with you. 
and you're moving with them, right? So like, and the stronger and bigger your opponent, the less work you have to do because all you do, you're taking their energy and you direct it where you want it and you're mitigating conflict. If you're listening to this, not seeing the video, let me explain what you just missed. Uh, Ed do is fantastic, all right? I, it's like the Karate Kid, yeah. I, which is not Aikido, but the general idea was you can get hit, you can hit in the body full on, oh, price question, not know what to do, you're down on the ground, right? You can't catch your breath, yeah. immediately, yeah. the story's dead. Or, remember the classic wax on, wax off, and what he's really teaching him to do was to, to use his hands to deflect the strike and then, you know, reattack, if you will. And that's what Ed was showing, how I can actually deflect that and then come back with a wonderful story. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'd like to bring the quote of our favorite philosopher of our time, which is Mike Tyson. Yes. Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. <laughs> he actually or you get your ear bit off by Mike Tyson. That's his life. Well, you're right. He Plans actually said this. Yes, yeah, yeah. so, yeah, why it's important to have foundational tools. We're out of time. Ed, if we need to get a hold of you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Storytellingsales.com. Storytellingsales.com. Listen to his podcast, guys. Storytelling for sales. Go to the website. You can get the links there. That's Ed. Follow him on LinkedIn. Ed, thank you for joining you. You are first, by the way. I think uh, you're in the studio today. Why does Ed sound so good? Because he's actually in the studio. And so thanks for coming by. I loved it. Uh, in the meantime, my story is I'm out of time. But not to worry. I'll be back soon. My name is Daryl Prell, and this, my friend, is another episode of Inside Inside Sales. You take care. You've been listening once again to another episode of Inside Inside Sales. Hosted by Daryl Prell, the CMO of VanillaSoft. Tune in every other week for actionable ideas to increase your sales productivity. One of the many shows on the ever-growing Funnel Radio Channel. Sponsored by Vanilla Soft. <laughs> <laughs>